Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Sans Pants Radio, Australia's most biased podcast network. Previously on the stories of the Greyhill Free Company. Yeah. I'll take this all for you and I'll have it mailed off. Ah, beautiful. And now uh, here's the, um, uh, the marking of where the, 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 the wyvern or the, the worm was slicing. Yes. The uh, creature. creature. I explain what the creature was or what I saw. I yes. hate that. Yes, I <laughs> hate that. Yes, uh, yes, that was it. And then uh, next to it was a lot of butchered, or not even butchered, a lot of just um, piles of animal corpses and six eggs. Bandits, perhaps, not 100% sure, have been waylaying travellers ambushing them, leaving no survivors. Interestingly enough, it seems that they might be slavers. And so there is a broad 10 gold reward on any cobbled heads turned in. Yeah, right. And then finally, a item, a fetch quest. It's maybe literally called on the thing. <laughs> no, they're getting... Oh, we're good at those. Yes, we've got We one. did that. Done. What is the gamblingest game you can play with iron dice? <laughs> Liar's dice, maybe? I play you for the bad... Yeah, all right. Well, I'm going to call you out on this one. Yes, I've sure. only got two. I've also got two. Yeah. Okay, well, it's one well, each then. Last final round. Final round. I got the one, two. I have zero twos. No. Oh, <laughs> damn it wins. Oh, damn it wins. I mean, By the uh, hair of... Sorry, uh, it's uh, possible. The five of you head off the next day. Sorry, you're off-road. The encounter <laughs> rules change. Heavy encounter on 11 and a 12, light encounter on a, uh, a 9 and a 10. Oh. 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 So um, before our compatriots um, and us die, what do we learn about our good friends? I want to know them first, you know? I want to know what, what, a bit about them. Uh, what, what are they in the, in the four, three or four days we've been traveling? What have we, what have we got to learn about our, our new friends? Uh, Chantal basically lives in her armor. Her yeah. armor is, it comes in several layers or levels, if you will. The outer parts of it are this heavy, solid pieces of metal breastplate, mm-hmm. but then beneath is chainmail and beneath that is leather armor. So she seems to be very well physically protected. Mm-hmm. It takes her a full 10 minutes just to take it off at night, which is a, a long time. Yes. And she seems. Kind of equally reserved as a person, not necessarily guarded around you. You know, you've known each other for a little while now, but she just isn't very forthcoming with her opinions, mm-hmm. as evidenced by when you were discussing whether or not to stop off at the Dwarven Fortress. She was like, meh. Very, very happy to go with the flow. You, well, no, you assume she had an opinion. She just didn't choose to share oh, it. Oh, okay. All right. That's pretty good. Yeah. Just like I said, a very guarded person. Yeah. You have yet to see that armor. Uh, that emotional armor slip. Ah, mm. oh, so many different kinds of armor from Chantel. <laughs> Love is Blind is, in a word, laissez-faire. Ah, yes. He's happy to kind of let people do whatever they want to do, so long as the objective gets done. He's probably the oldest member of your group, 
and sees, or maybe you, he certainly sees you, but you might not necessarily see him. It's kind of like a father figure. Oh, he's little kittens. <laughs> oh, he he's not that kind of a dad. Okay, you're not his little kittens. He's there to look out for you, but he and he does take kind of like a protective stance around you. Mm-hmm. But he wants you to make the mistake before he steps in to help. Oh, we learn by doing. Yeah. Aww. Okay. Okay. You typically, actually, even then, after making the mistake, he typically will stand back, be very hands-off until you ask for help. Okay. But even if you ask for help, he he wants you to get it wrong once. Okay. And He yeah. wants us to know what it feels like to fail. <laughs> Why would we take his word for it? Yeah, hmm. he, he absolutely believes in learning by doing. And then finally, Yeola is probably the weirdest member of your group. She is... Uh, yeah, like I said, some sort of devil worshiper. She has a lot of weird, weird and strange rites that she performs. She's got her head almost perpetually buried in a set of fortune-telling cards that she likes to use to predict future events. Typically, bad things happen. <coughs> Although you find that she's not always incorrect. You suspect that there's maybe some element of... Not just predicting the future, but creating the future when she does this. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, Yeola is kind of lives up to the reputation that tieflings often project, which is, you know, a bit of a disappointment. But nonetheless, you know, she's living her life and she's allowed to do that. Yeah. Yeah. Good for her. Did you have any specific questions about any of them? Mm, I guess the, the, the relationship between uh, Stormbender and Yeola. Be, uh, I'm just like curious. I think you think it very... might be romantic? Yes, I was wondering that myself. If yeah. they were a bit of a romantic couple. Actually, you don't think it's romantic. You probably know it's romantic. Oh, that's at this point. Nice it's it's not like they're hiding it or anything oh, like okay. that. That's nice. That's okay. Yeah, that's good. And did you have any other questions? Who you get along with the best? Maybe. Um, yeah, actually, that'd be probably uh, a question. Who who we get along with? Uh, any other other group goss going on? You would you might imagine love is blind, mm-hmm. but actually he kind of keeps everything at an arm's length, mm-hmm. like a not like a emotional distant arm's length. He just you get the impression that he doesn't say things sometimes because he wants to. He 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 doesn't think you need to know. Okay. He thinks it would be maybe a distraction or something like that. I That's did. the impression you well, get at least. Good. If like jokes. If something's happening in among the group and you're having like a nice chat, he's there and he's listening, but he's not really participating. Mm-hmm. Stormbender is the person you get along the best with. If it is inconsequential, if she's not actually opening up to you, Stormbender is happy to have a chat. Ah, so she's like sur- all surface level. Oh yeah, level. if you've got a bit, like if you've got an in joke, you've got it with Stormbender. Oh, right, oh yes, yeah. yes, yes. Oh, what would her? Oh. What nickname were we giving Storm? What nickname Big T would you have given Stormbender if that's the case? Because I feel that would have just come up naturally in conversation. Yeah, uh, and Yeola is just like the sort of any conversation with Yeola feels like you're having two different conversations. <laughs> it feels like she's somewhere else in perpetually. Just, Although she okay. acts like she feels like you're somewhere else. <laughs> like you're not having the conversation she's having, and she's upset by that. Oh, you are best. My nickname for Chantel would be Tippy Cup because that's what the sea looks like to me. <laughs> tippy Cup, all right. Don't know what a Tippy Cup is, for it's sure. Come up on the tip. It tipped over. It oh, a tipped over cup. Tippy all right. Cup. Tip, yes, Tippy Cup. I see. Yes. Tippy right. Cup 
possum, big T. Love is blind was very specific about being love is blind. <laughs> um, Yaola, what would have what would Yaola be? Hmm. What is a why for you? <laughs> if it helps, the... <laughs> Yaola tends to laugh in her sleep, maniacally so. <laughs> what a cute. Uh, no, uh, not a cute um, laugh. No, not uh, a cute laugh. Uh, well, a why looks like someone sitting in the bath. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay. Bath time. All right, bath time. Okay, we've got tippy, t- tippy cup and bath time. <laughs> tippy cup and bath time. Yes, sure. <laughs> so, you who uh, can I get marching order? Who wants to be where in the formation? Um, I think uh, our good friend Tippy Cup would probably be at the front. Have they accepted their nicknames? <laughs> oh, yes, good question. Have they accepted? They, 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 Have they caught on, or is it just us? Yes. Well, if you're only giving them to Chantal and Yeola, mm-hmm. Yeola probably, you're not 100% sure, Yeola responds to her nickname, but you're not 100% sure that Yeola knows that she has a nickname at the same time. You know how, like, sometimes you're with an animal, like a dog or a cat, mm-hmm. you're like, do you know your name, or do you know the tone I take when I say your name? <laughs> yeah. Our cat, we made our cat respond to jean shorts that way. <laughs> <laughs> jean shorts! Jean shorts! And then she looked. Yeah. So <laughs> and we but, had to stop. Apparently it's not good to do to animals. <laughs> 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 the trigger makes them really stressed. Anyway... <laughs> Well, yeah, Yale is kind of like that, where you're like, I'm not 100% sure you actually know what your name is. You just respond to this tone. Mm-hmm. Chantel kind of, once again, plays cards close to her chest. The first time you call her Tippy Cup, she gives you like a strange look. Oh, um, given the way that we have made nicknames and formed them, mm. it would have been a discussion about, oh, you don't have a nickname? Yes, it would have been a like... Well, well your name starts with a shh, so... What letter's that? I <laughs> would have written it out at some point. Oh, a little tippy cup, tippy cup. Oh, person in the bath, bath time. The entire time you had that conversation with Chantal, Chantal had a expression on her face that you would maybe struggle to pass. Hang on, <laughs> let me roll for you. I'm going to roll uh, at disadvantage for you, Tree Stump, because you definitely <laughs> are an idiot. I'm <laughs> <laughs> um, stupid. <laughs> I don't even know that I meant to look for something, <laughs> which may, which makes me feel like I know everything. <laughs> Global, for a, a moment, it's not like she let her armor slip. You're just seeing past the armor for a brief second. She seems annoyed, yeah. but she doesn't say anything. And she certainly doesn't seem like she's going to say anything. And that's okay. I call her, well, we call them Stormbender and um, Yeola, hey, uh, Big T. And yeah, the conversation with Yeola, the entire time you're... I don't know how the com- it, I, I guess in a similar manner the conversation goes. The entire time Yaola's talking, won't stop talking about the sea. She won't shut the fuck up about the sea. You say one <gasps> thing, she's like, <laughs> "Yes, the sea. It's big, isn't it? Don't you think? Strangely, the- so almost maybe too big. Could be fake." <laughs> I like to imagine this all started with uh, trying to once again teach. Uh, big T over here, how to read. Uh, and I think we learned like Chantel's, uh, you know, we mm-hmm. spelt that out, starts with a C. That started the big C going, like yep. this like C being potentially fake. Possum had to tell Big T afterwards that different C's, because <laughs> I'm staring at the C on the ground. The elbow's like, it's too big. And I'm like, so little. <laughs> uh, this is a little one. <laughs> it's funny you should mention that. 
<laughs> Afterwards, you click yeah. and you're like... It's funny yes. to imagine all of you round a campfire, Chantal standing, because because in her armor it's difficult to sit. So she spends a lot of time standing while everyone else is sitting. Amazing posture. <laughs> oh, yeah, incredible posture. Mm. Uh, and you're all uh, you're all around the fireplace. Love is blind, sitting cross-legged, slightly away from you, whittling, watching as you as you have this conversation. <laughs> and then Yeola is just not really talking to you. Yeah, it's nice. It's nice. Um, is Stormbender? They're a knight. Sorry, they're a, they're a human. They're an elf. Elf. They're an elf. A half elf? No, human. Sorry, oh. I was incorrect. Okay, so they're a human knight. All right, that's good yeah. to know. Uh, okay. Well, um, well, in terms of the the marching order, I, I would assume it would be the Stormbender up the front. Mm-hmm. Um, probably right next door would be Big T over here, um, and then uh, probably me in that middle, and then Yeola and Love is Blind at the back. Yeola, uh, they they I'm assuming a spellcaster. Yes, Yeola. Ha- yeah, yeah. Yeola can cast spells. Yeola actually. Uh, is not up the back. Yeola is up the front with Chantal. This basically how they live. Mm. Uh, Chantal is walking silently, listening as Yeola just will not shut up about something. Okay, okay, okay. Um, when, it, when it comes to general adventuring, is it best to keep the squishiest members at the back, or would it be quite smart to keep, say, if we have two potentially very big, strong uh, individuals, <gasps> one on either side? As me, because you don't want to be like. Attacking from behind. It depends. So the rules for in a dungeon are different to the rules out in the open. Out in the open, if you're expecting an attack, mm. it's best to have squishy characters in the center mm-hmm. so that they could be defended from all sides. You want someone with a decent perception up the back because anyone up the back is going to be trying to ambush you. But you also want someone with decent perception at the front because you want to be ready for a oncoming ambush as well. Yeah. It really depends on where you're expecting an attack from. So, okay. for example, mm. uh, a group of a, a goblin tribe, mm-hmm. a, go- a group of goblin raiders, you might say, mm-hmm. they they might attack you from the front, giving like a frontal charge. But kobolds, being ambushers, might attack you from behind. But kobolds would also probably have some sort of pit trap that they would the first person would fall into and then they would attack from behind. Right. And we know kobolds and slavers are in the area, mm. so I believe our our basic uh, uh, adventuring 101 training, I assume, that this particular... Kobolds, uh, uh, semi-predictable. Slavers, it mm, depends. It's, it's so, yeah, it's, it could be anything. So would, would the, the Greyhill Free Company offer any sort of training or is this basically the training that you're giving me right now? Yeah, pretty much. Okay. Yeah, well, in that case... <laughs> On-the-job training is all the yes. training you get. Right, perhaps, um, yeah, probably big T then at the back. Plus, you've got the height sure. advantage, being able to see. <gasps> I'm tall. <laughs> and then, yeah, uh, probably lovers blind next to big T, me in the middle, and then the two others in the front. All right. So many people have dandruff. So they what? don't know. <laughs> <laughs> How do you? Yeah. Okay. Are you talking what, Cass? So many people have dandruff, but they don't know. I don't tell them. It's rude. Oh, because you're tall. <laughs> anyway. You you hear up ahead, Yeola, the the walking with this group is basically the background the background noise of this group is basically like birds tweeting, maybe river, maybe wind, and <laughs> like just a constant chatter from Yeola. Anyway, you hear Yeola up ahead talking to Chantel, and then 
Well, of course you've got to watch out because the trees, the trees will speak to you. They'll say things. Oh, there's a pit trap. (laughs) (laughs) She puts her arm out to (laughs) stop Chantel. Chantel's like foot, uh, not gauntleted, uh, 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 metaled foot hovering mere inches away from what you now now spot as a slightly differently colored green patch in the dirt. Oh. Oh. Cobbles spring from all sides. <gasps> keep keep the heads. <laughs> good, yes, yes, good, uh, good observing there, uh, big T. Keep the head, keep Just the heads. If we chop them off, it's see that's the two birds. We don't have any. No, <laughs> we don't have any arrowcocker in them. I don't want to, you know, be rude about killing birds. Yeah. That seems rude to say if you've got a bird member. I yeah, understand. yeah. Like, well, like you fishing. don't have an arrow. Oh, well, he's yeah. not with you currently. Yeah, but, yeah. I looked around. It's like, yeah. oh. Like shooting fish in a barrel would upset me. Yeah, and yeah. I'd never say that to your face. Exactly. Um, and I get offended at supermodel jokes. We all have our <laughs> 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 That is so not on character. <laughs> Big T doesn't know about that. <laughs> Big T just assumes everyone's beautiful. And now a word from our sponsors. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, Jackson here interrupting this garbage podcast to tell you about one of Sans Pants Radio's other garbage podcasts, Plumbing the Death Star, the best podcast you'll ever hear. Me and the two Joels ask dumb questions about pop culture we truly know nothing about, inevitably making you frustrated but also entertained. Look for Plumbing the Death Star wherever podcasts are found. Global, who would you like to act with? Uh, let's go uh, the the devil worshipper. Yayola? Yes. And Big T. Um, Tippy Cup. Uh, right. How many uh, kobolds are there? There are f- uh, five kobolds on one side, six kobolds on the other. Okay. Uh, I would like to, as my action, uh, produce flame mm-hmm. uh, and uh, hurl it at a Unfortunately, when you throw it at one of the kobolds, they duck underneath and the ball of fire bursts behind <sighs> them. Damn. And then what would you like Yeola to do? Uh, Yeola will uh, start uh, Eldritch Blasting. Uh, just Eldritch Blast away as much as she tieflingly can. <laughs> as much as she tieflingly can. She fires an Eldritch Blast, which strikes one of the kobolds. Uh, a kobold is... <laughs> a kobold's head and upper torso are completely removed by a bolt of pure magical energy. It's... Actually, less of a bolt, more like a beam. Like, for a brief second, uh, Yeola's hand is connected to the kobold's body by a, a glowing beam of light. When it slowly dies down, there's just hissing smoke and a kobold's lower torso. It collapses. Mm. And then it is the kobold's turn. Yeah. Yeah. Three of them. Oh, they all produce slings. Well, some of them produce slings. We'll get into that in a sec. Three produce slings and fire at uh, Chantel. Mm, oh. Three rocks bounce off Chantel. She's so powerful. 
Two produce slings and fire at Yeola. One strikes. Yeola's head slams or rocks to the side as a uh, a stone strikes her in the jaw. <laughs> she starts giggling. Okay. She takes five points of damage. Oof. She's ticklish and weird bits. Yes. Another two are going to fire at Glubble. No, another two fire at Big T. That's one hit. Big T, you take four points as a rock slams into your hand and you feel a bone break. Oh, oh it's, my, it's my hand hand. I use that for hand things. Oh, I got another one. It's fine. Two of the kobolds have long sticks, you see. And at the end of those sticks, there's a hook. At the On that hook... I, is both of you are like, is that a bee's nest? And they both throw them at you. They're throwing a bee's nest at us. Yeah. That's fucked. One lands in the front of the group and the other lands in the back of the group. That's such a waste of honey. Uh, um, actually... No, you both realize upon closer inspection, sorry, it's not... It looks like a bee's nest, but it's actually a wasp's of nest. Of course, yes, I yeah. figured. Mm. Well, I'm glad they're not wasting the honey. The wasps emerge and begin to attack Chantel and Big T. That's uh, a critical hit for Chantel. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> oh, dear. Uh, next attack made against you has advantage. The bees, the wasps, enter Chantel's armor, getting into every little gap, yeah. nook, and cranny. Yeah. Yeah, gross. <laughs> Yuck. Roll Never. around, Chantel. <laughs> tip over, tippy cup. <laughs> Crush Chant- the beast. Chantel takes... Make a little wasp soup in yourself. Ten points of damage. Oh, from bee wasps. Wasps. An entire hive. Then yeah. they attack Big T. So, that's a critical hit. <laughs> oh no, my mouth was open. <laughs> you are vulnerable to slashing damage for a D4 rounds. For the next one round, you are vulnerable to slashing damage. Okay. As the bees... Uh, what damage do the bees do? Slashing. Wasps. <laughs> I keep calling them wasps. No, they do piercing damage. You're lucky. Yeah, yeah. Of that course makes sense. Piercing. I was like, mm, these are different wasps to the ones I know. Big T, you take 11 points of damage. Mm, must I? And then the final cobble turns around and sprints off into the forest. Oh, that's not good. That's not good at all. Come back, I need your head. It's Big T and Chantel's turn. Okay, so I'm going to take my glaive. Mm-hmm. And hang on. What's, what's the wasp deal? Are they something I need to deal with? Or do they there's move? just like a cloud of wasps buzzing around. Mm. Do they get attacks of op if I do anything? If you... Well, they're animals. They're not like as far as you're aware, Big T, they're not under the control of these kobolds, mm. so they're not really on anyone's side but their own. They're mad at you, so if you run away, they probably will try to hurt you. If you throw the hive, are they going to come after the person where the hive is, or are they still just mad at us? You're not sure, but picking up the hive is definitely a bad idea. Like, you know enough about wasps. So if I were to, say, grab my glaive, mm-hmm. and in one beautiful, delicious movement... Scoop up the hive and stab it into a kobold. You could try that. I would like to try that, thank you. All right. I'd make it a dexterity check to get the beehive on the end of uh, the wasp hive on the end of your glaive. So <laughs> you instead smash the wasp hive. 
Oh, oh no! You have destroyed it. They are just here. They're probably also a bit upset. Yes, perhaps we should run. What would you like to do, Big T? Um, can I put? Can I run around a cobble to put the wasps to put the cobble between myself and the wasps? So no, the cobbles aren't that close to you. They're maybe twenty feet away from you. So there's two lines of them: one on either side of your formation, twenty feet away from you. And then you you were kind of walking along a path. Could mm. I please run over and glaive a cobbled? So as you sprint away, the wasps attack you, but miss. I'm faster than the wasp. You sprint, and right before you get to the cobbles, maybe ten feet, actually, so about in between. Mm-hmm. You it feels like you're it feels like you're um uh, you're wily coyoting. And you realize you've stepped onto a second pit trap in between you and the kobolds. Oh, no. You fall. Well, no, you need to make a dexterity saving throw, actually. You pass. All right. So with the dexterity saving throw, you can either end your movement here and you are too far away to attack and you're out of movement. Mm. Or you could try to jump. You'll need to make an athletics check. But if you fail the athletics check, you're going to fall. I'm going to make an athletics check, Adam. All right. But I'm so athletic. Yeah, but you rolled pretty poorly. No, your athletics is good enough. Oh my All God. right. You're on the other side. You you sprint and you can attack a kobold. Yes, I would like to. Do go you ahead. have a preference for what kobold you'd like to attack at? The one that threw the wasp nest at me. That's fair. Mm. <laughs> You swing at that kobold, or the kobold, so there was one in each side doing that. You swing at that kobold, what's his armor class? Ooh, you just barely catch him. He was leaning backwards, and as you swung, the tip of your glaive sliced open his chest. This close up, Big T, you see that the other end of the little pole that he has, the other end has like a little grippy bit. It's made out of leather, and it's got like a... You can see there's some sort of string that goes to the kobold's hand, so that if he let go of it, the grippy bit would also let go. That grippy bit is holding onto a scorpion. <laughs> then the kobold has a backpack, and the... Uh, well, like a crate, like a, no, uh, uh, like a cage that they are wearing like a backpack, and that has a skunk in it. <laughs> And the kobold has a belt that just has strange odds and ends that look like tools and stuff. Anyway, you cut into that kobold. That's 13 points of damage. That kobold goes down. Hey. And the skunk's cool, right? Highs or lows? Highs. It's not the skunk's fault. He landed on the skunk. Oh. I'm sorry. Is the skunk alive? It's a kobold. It's not very big. The skunk's fine. Oh. It's if I landed. Imagine if I fell on you. Yeah, you'd be like, nah, it's smart. Yeah, it might hurt, but you'd be fine. Hang on. A a skunk's as big as a kobold? Skunk is smaller than a kobold, but a kobold is not big. Yeah. It'd be like if... Oh, I am smaller than you. Imagine a toddler falling on a Scotty dog. That's about the size (laughs) difference we're talking about. (laughs) 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 The dog would be so confused. (laughs) Guess what's confused right now? That skunk. Yeah, that skunk's confused as shit. All right, what do you want Chantel to do? So the wasp nest has just been cracked open. Yes. yes. Now I've noticed Tippy Cup has a war hammer. 
Yes. Because it's only just been cracked open, are the wasps more or less in the one spot and could she potentially squish a lot of them with the warhammer? She could attack the wasps, absolutely. I would... In fifth ed, that's possible, which is stupid. <laughs> is is the warhammer quite wide? It's as far as fifth ed's concerned, it doesn't matter. <laughs> Can you treat it like golf or are you just squishing? You've learned whack a mole or you're golfing? In, in my mind, yeah. whack a mole. In my mind, I've cracked the nest open so all the wasps are like, oh. Let's all fly out of this hole I've made and Warhammer, in my mind, bigger than a wasp's nest because it's a Warhammer for war and you have to kill a lot of people in the war. Um, <laughs> so I imagine the hammer's quite wide. So in my mind, almost all of the wasps that were in the nests could be squished by her. She could certainly try. Brilliant. Would you like her to? Yes. She hits. She smooshes the, the wasp hive. How many wasps are actually killed is another matter. She does five points of damage, which unfortunately is not a lot to the wasps. Mm. She squashes the nest and maybe kills a load of wasps. Like, if there were a thousand, she's killed a couple hundred. But there's still a lot of wasps left. And Mm. they're now pissed at her. Mm. Would you like her? I don't think there's much else she can do. But would you like her to do anything else? I, yeah, I didn't think there was really anything else you can do. Run away. Run away, please. All right. You want her to run which direction? Toward a kobold that has not yet been killed. All right. So there's the kobolds that you're at and there's the other kobolds. Would you like her to run towards the oh, other ones? Yeah, the ones that I'm at as long as there's some left for her to get. All right. She'll have to jump the jump the pit. And I trust oh, her. Oh, no. Uh, sorry. She actually doesn't need to roll. Um, because she is aware of the pitch. She doesn't need to make the check. She just, ro- in fifth ed, you don't roll for jumping. But, uh, um, yeah, so you only had to roll because you were suddenly surprised by the pit. She doesn't have to roll. She's just going to make it. Oh, it's just, You're happy with that? May, oh, may I suggest not leaving us unprotected? You got the sword. <laughs> <laughs> Chantel charges forward. I feel like. Choo-choo. What do you mean Unprotected. We, if we get rid of the kobolds, so, there's so, less to protect against. All right. So let's say, so say here, we have a straight line of yes. people who are, um, yeah. So you and Chantel are the two like tanks, right? You and can we're take dealing damage. With it. So you go over to one side, leaving us completely exposed on the other side. But you can run with, too. With yeah. I guess she goes over. Oh, yeah, I she guess does. she goes over. She charges. Does Cass not understand tactics, or does? The wasps are unable. Oh no! Wait, the wasps Surely get advantage. Just eliminating all of the danger yeah. means that's better. Correct. But if if she was on the other side, then she'd be attack. Those damage would be going towards her, as opposed to them now doing the squishy, the squishy boys, which is us. Do you understand the tactics? <laughs> but we're all taking damage. Yes and no. <laughs> so, say five points of damage for you is less than five points of damage for me. Oh, yeah, I know relativity of numbers. Yes. But if if the goal is to have no one getting attacked and we both are going one at a time, then in one round we should be able to take out at least one to two people each go, which means overall... Love is Blind takes his turn. He turns to... Who's still in danger from wasps? You no were one, up the I back. think he said. I think we were fine. You were up the back. Those wasps are probably not near anyone anymore, but Yeola is near a bunch of wasps because she was talking to Chantel and Chantel was dealing with wasps. Mm-hmm. So Love is Blind turns to those wasps and 
does, bl- blows like a little kiss. Mm-hmm. And as he does that, it like the wind gets powerfuler and powerfuler and powerfuler. It's like reverse of what wind normally does when you blow uh, until it strikes where Yeola is. And it becomes kind of like a gust of wind. The wasps are scattered away from Yeola. No, that's good. Uh, those wasps are just gone. They're not coming back. They're not interested. Yeah, that's good. Uh, they have to go make that, a new home. That was Love is Blind's turn. Global and Yeola, it's your turn. Right. If I ice knifed at a section of kobolds, can I, what's the maximum sort of uh, group I can get? The range of that is five feet, right? The 60. 60? Oh, wow, really? It explodes out to five feet. Oh, sorry, the range for you to throw, mm, but the mm, AOE mm. damage yeah, is only like five feet. Like yeah, you could only hit two kobolds. They're in like a. They're literally in a line. Okay, okay, okay. Um, well, um, I'll do that. All right. Would you like to go where no, Big T is, no. or the other side? The other, the other, yeah, the other side. You create a shard of ice using a, ver- a somatic component, so chanting, mm-hmm. and then you pull a... Or do you use a component pouch or an arcane focus? I think an arcane focus. I think you're actually still supposed to have... Well, look, the material... Comp- D&D, d- 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 no one pays attention to what you need for a spell. <laughs> you pull a drop of water or a piece of ice out spit from in my somewhere. hand. <laughs> oh, don't do no, that. No, that's bad. No, you spin your hand and create a shot of ice out of it. God damn, you throw I the spit that. ice. <laughs> it ex- it explodes. Well, actually, you need to roll to see if it's you not hit a good them. spit. It's like a, that, like a dribble. That made me hungry, but only <laughs> Cats, because no. only because it made me feel unsafe. <laughs> and if you eat something, you trick your body into thinking that you are safe. Yeah. I just was like, I need to go eat something nice. I need to go have a chocolate. The kobold ducks down and the ice knife actually flies over them, but luckily it still, when it gets to the intended space, explodes and those two halflings are going to need to make dexterity saving throws. Halflings? Sorry, kobold. (laughs) Misspoke. One passes, one fails. So the one that passes is still standing. Actually, they're both still standing, but they are like shards of, tiny shards of ice are embedded in both of them and one of them... Starts screaming as blood streams down his face. Fuck. Okay. Um, and what would like? What would you like Yeola to do? Uh, let's see. We, we uh, she can. Um, uh, she's going to uh, hex somebody mm-hmm. um, as a bonus action, and mm-hmm. uh, perhaps one of the kobolds on that side as well. So me and Yondo is going to go onto that side, uh, and then bonus action hex, and then Eldritch Blast. She strikes the one that she hexed, doing an extra d6 damage. She deals 8, 10. Another kobold goes down. And that's three kobolds down now in total, with seven left to go. Surely the gang can take down seven lowly kobolds. Surely. Find out next time on Stories of the Greyhill Free Company. In 1977, Marvel attempted to answer the important questions with their What If line of comics. They failed. 
Now, in the year of 2021, the Plumbing Boys have picked up the slack and dare to ask, once again, what if? What if the Avengers had never been? (laughs) Months are flying by, your brain cells plummeting. We are reaching final thought so quickly. (laughs) What? Well, like, please show you're working. Well, like, so, well, so, what? (laughs) Okay, because in the so is he Hulk? Who then? Hang on. We're hanging on. What do you mean? <laughs> Please show you're working. Was he born as Hulk? No. Why? What? I don't know. <laughs> if Hulk can sue, I can. <laughs> Five, three. four, three. Is that a boy? Two, Two one. one. Uh, the Fantastic Four simply rebrand as the three uncles with Papa Grimm. You know that? Let me look you in the eyes and tell you, you're you no one's no uncle. uncle. You are no one's uncle. Ben? Ben? You are no one's Mr. uncle. Mr. Grimm? You are no one's uncle. Hear Benny me G? now. You are no one's uncle. <laughs> okay. No, listen. Not a single person. Uh, don't answer. Don't talk back. Uh, 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 know this in uh, your uh, heart uh, of hearts. I need to know you are listening when I say Your that. siblings have not given birth to children. No one calls you uncle. You are not an uncle. <laughs> but Johnny Storm. But Johnny Storm X-Games. is the dumbest one, right? Because he was just there. Why is he just there? Why did he go to space too? Is that a layout? <laughs> Captain America. They put him in the machine. They're like, he's going to come out a super soldier. They open it up. They're like, he's fucking dead. <laughs> <laughs> we cooked it. Cancel the project. He just died. <laughs> Sorry, uh, Mr. Suck, you got stupid sperm. <laughs> I got no made... strings because I'm not Pinocchio. <laughs> I'm just a dumb boy. <laughs> Don't worry, Dad. I'll fight the go- bad guys. <laughs> Give me a gun. <laughs> I made you strong. <laughs> you got powers. What? No, no, no. Give me a gun. Give me a sword. <laughs> I'll patrol outside. Dad, I'm not wearing pants. You're a robot. Give me some pants, Dad. Dad! At least underwears. <laughs> My robot dick's hanging out, Dad. No, it's not. I didn't give you a robot this. <laughs> Why not? Dad! Write that down. Write that down. A clever Hulk's more frightening than a stupid Hulk. That's like a clever bull is more frightening than yeah. a stupid bull. Yeah. yeah. If you see a bull and the bull uh, is like, I'm going to gore you. What Uh-oh. if the bull stands on its back legs and is like, Let's have a conversation. <laughs> I am a fright. <laughs> no, wait. It's, okay, what's more wait, scary? No, I'm not. We eat you or your wives. Like. <laughs> <laughs> couple of cucks, eh, Reed? <laughs> what? <laughs> you know, couple of guys yeah. getting cucked. Yeah. What's on TV? <laughs> See? My lady, she loves an astronaut. Mm. Your lady loves a fish boy. Yeah. Crazy. Eh? Water, Water, hey! The two elements hey. of cock. <laughs> yeah. What if? A new series coming soon, only to Sanspans Plus for King subscribers. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. 
Hey there, fellow adventurer. If you're picking up what we're putting down and want more D&D content, we have just what you need to scratch that itch. D&D is for Nerds Plus, the symbol, not the word, where you can listen to select campaigns that were once only available to Sans Pants Plus members. The further adventures of the Grey Hill Free Company if you want shorter campaigns with beautiful guests, and D&D is for Nerds, not Ognot, where all our non-canon D&D adventures go to rest. Just search for D&D is for Nerds on your favorite podcast app of choice and join us on this epic quest of D&D podcast discovery.